We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Live from San Diego and Brooklyn, New York, you're listening to the Solis Report! Tonight's guest is an analyst on NBC Sports Edge, Dr. Renee Miller! Later, the boys talk about Netflix and Bo Burnham drops by for a song. Featuring Devin McIntyre and the Solis Report Band! And your host, John Solis! All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. We've got a great show for you today. We've got Dr. Renee Miller. Uh, we've got a special uh, musical guest, Mr. Bo Burnham. And uh, Dev, why don't we start off this uh, episode by telling some jokes? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. The usual way. Okay. All right. We'll do it. Um, some golf news to start the show. Uh, Jack Nicholas and Greg Norman are set to break into the senior tour. Uh, they're they're rejoining the, uh, the PGA senior tour? Uh, no, no. They each actually recently signed one-year contracts with the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> okay. But uh, 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 seriously, folks, uh, uh, the Lakers have added uh, Carmelo, they've added Russ Westbrook, they've added Dwight Howard. Uh, they're looking pretty dangerous. Yeah, I've heard they got a new they got a new sponsor too. Oh, you hear about that? No, no, no. Uh, uh, who's their new sponsor? Uh, Werther's Originals. <laughs> nice, nice. Senior Senior Circuit. Yeah, no, and they're all stuck together in the dish. No, I. Um. How about some more basketball, Dev? Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, he led our U.S. national men's basketball team uh, to yet another Olympic gold, uh, this time over in France. I saw that. Uh, a great victory. Uh, honestly, I haven't seen such a lackluster performance from the French since every war. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fine. Um you know, a little bit more basketball, folks. Uh, uh, we have to mention this. Congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks on taking down the Phoenix Suns and retiring Chris Paul. What an amazing series. And it's not all doom and gloom for Devin Booker either. Uh, there's some good news for him. Oh, there's a silver lining there? 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. He got a job down at the zoo. Apparently, uh, he's filling in for the beady-eyed weasel all summer long. Beady-eyed weasel. The phoenix beady-eyed weasel is out on loan. He, he, is. he is. It's a mean joke, right? Well, it's 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 fine. It's fine. Um, okay, we got to mention this guy. Uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. Yep, yep. Fan favorite. Um... Mason Rudolph played in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, not a bad outing for him, but honestly, uh, I was surprised that he played at all, uh, given his current condition. Oh, is was he have an injury or something like that? I mean, sort of. Uh, he's still reeling from Simone Biles dropping out of the all-around competition. Really, really hurt his feelings. Yeah, he had, had to take some time to process that one. <laughs> um... How about this one, Dev? Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, you hear this? He's uh, committed to doing whatever it takes to avoid the coronavirus, except getting vaccinated. Uh, did you hear he was about to build a plexiglass quarantine box for himself? <laughs> yeah, I heard this. Yeah, he was. He's, he uh, ordered the plexiglass already. In related news, he's also committed to doing whatever it takes to keep his girlfriend from getting pregnant, including only doing it standing up or in a jacuzzi. <laughs> Uh, seriously, though, Cousins uh, cannot keep himself out of the headlines. Uh, last year, he said, you know, if I die, I die. And he's, he's, he's putting his faith in the Lord, I guess. Uh, you know, the, the only Kirk more Christian than him is Christian Kirk. <laughs> oh, oh, Christian Kirk. All right, all right. Easy, easy on, uh, easy on uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, people who live in plexiglass houses should not cast the first stone. <laughs> oh, seriously though, folks. Um, I want to apologize uh, to our faithful listeners. Faithful listeners, uh, like uh, Patrick Keefe. Oh no, no, uh, he's great. But I mean, our, our our faithful listeners, if we have any. Uh, Michael Thomas in the news as well. Apparently he ghosted the Saints after deciding to rehab his ankle instead of getting surgery this offseason. Ouch. I heard that. You hate to see that. Yeah, Sean Payton has not endured a disappearing act like this since Drew Brees in the playoffs. (laughs) Uh, uh, Did you know they call uh, Michael Thomas Slant Boy? Yeah, I did hear that. Who gave him this nickname? The Juventus Soccer Club? Ooh! Um, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, this is good news. Uh, avoiding serious injury last week. Sigh of relief. Uh, it's just an AC sprain. Piece of cake. Uh, you know who else has an AC issue? My apartment. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot these days. <laughs> Who's writing these, man? <laughs> are, Who's writing these jokes? Who are these for? <laughs> <laughs> sure is hot. We're joking about the weather now. Um, uh, speaking of hot, Zach Wilson, hot new rookie, he's in the news again. I saw that. You know, they say New York is where the money's at, uh, and the kid already has his first endorsement deal. Ooh, ooh, congrats, congrats. Uh, I didn't see that, though. Who's he working for? Apparently, he's the new Gerber baby. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I can see that. 
Um, all right. Finally, uh, we have to have to have to mention this uh, at last. Some closure for Green Bay fans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has relented and he's re-signing with the team. Woo! Woo! What a relief. Indeed. That's right, Dev. Uh, for a while there, it seemed like his future was in jeopardy. Ooh. <laughs> Ill of booze. Oh, come on. Come on now. Um, folks, we've got a great show for you this evening. Uh, we've got Dr. Renee Miller on the show. We've got a musical guest, Bo Burnham. And uh, Dev and I are going to talk about some stuff. So uh, stick around after these commercials. You ever go to buy a sports collectible and you're offended by the high-definition images and quality printing with not a pixel or artifact in sight? At CryptoDunks, a 32 by 32 pixel art NFT, you will never have to worry about that again. Available on OpenSea.com on the Ethereum blockchain, CryptoDunks offers parity, collectability, non-fungibility, great-looking, hilarious names. <laughs> right now, for Solis Report listeners only, CryptoDunks are buy three, get one free. Just head on over to OpenSea.com. DM for discount bundles, limited supplies, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Thank you, and we're back. We're back. Um, uh, that was an unusual commercial. Uh, <laughs> Dev, uh, what what was that commercial all about, man? I don't know. Crypto dunks sound like a, some sort of hot new NFT on the <laughs> Ethereum blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, they're they're super cool. Honestly, if this if this show was more timely, you know, we we could talk about you know the the uh, explosion of nfts on your timeline and elsewhere but uh dev just real quick because uh, these are so fun and, and popular uh what what goes into um getting that likeness just right uh within those limitations you have uh yeah well this is these are uh an nba nba pixel art portraits and uh yeah i just kind of study these players and then i have a little template and i um i have about eight by eight pixels to work with for a face and uh and, and uh try to do my best you know i did i did a staff curly he's got a little mouth guard so some things some things are, you know there's little cues there who's um who are like your best sellers who's the most popular uh staff curly thick james definitely thick james the, uh, yeah he's got the the beard fear the beard and he's got a little pot belly this was from when he was <laughs> forcing his way out of uh the houston area team that he was on I <laughs> again so so this is completely unrelated to any actual nba players right this is a, a right. real guy thick james got fat in houston forced to trade big beard headband no relation exactly. to james harden no relation to the nba um lufa lufa bong church also a top seller. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very funny because there's this there's this viral video that was going around of this guy. I'm not sure if it was at Rucker Park or it was some, you know, street ball game. And some for some reason somebody had a hookah. <laughs> they were smoking a hookah like on the sideline. Or maybe it's just at the a park of some kind. And this guy's like hitting the hookah and then somebody shouts and he turns around and he jumps back on the court, steals the ball, and like races to the other end for a layup. And this this video is going viral and everyone was calling him, you know, Hookah Doncic, <laughs> which is funny because that was 
you remember this. This was my number one alternate title. I um, I once saw um, my buddy, a friend of the show, Chris Garish. Uh, he and I once saw uh, J.R. Smith play at Rucker Park. Oh, really? Yeah, he actually um, uh, he put up uh, uh, the first uh, double triple I've ever seen. It's a double triple, a hundred points, a hundred rebounds, zero assists. That was his, <laughs> that was his stat line. That is good. I mean, if you can't, you can't. Uh, it's all about the, the the credit out there. And if you if you uh, notch an assist, what are you even doing? <laughs> J.R. Smith would would absolutely never. Not at at Rucker Park or anywhere yeah. else. Um, it's like the LeBron James meme with the. But it was all all four teammates of his all doing it simultaneously. <laughs> but you can't complain when the guy drops a hundred points, can you? No, no, you you certainly cannot. And I think I think in street ball it's like it's like one point per basket, right? Yeah, that's true. So that's I guess that's a hundred baskets. It's a hundred. It's a hundred baskets. Well, it's two, but it's threes are two usually. Uh, in a weird way, they're double, so it's so it's only fifty. He dropped fifty-three pointers. <laughs> that's just another. That's just another Saturday, man, for uh, J.R. Smith. Um, what else have we been into uh, this off season? Obviously, the crypto dunks have been doing well. I've got my little project, uh, Gridiron Goofs, which uh, has been paused with football in the off season, but we might make some more. Um, but shoot, besides the NFTs, uh, 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 what are we, what are we doing, man? You watch any good shows? Watch any good shows? You know, I, it's weird. Like the, the pandemic is ramping back up. I guess who knows? But it felt for a minute like we had a, a moment of respite. So I was, you know, things were getting back to normal because we were getting outside. But for a long time there, we were very much inside. You know, yes. we were just kind of trapped in there and watched a lot of um, a lot of shows a lot of netflix did you catch that you feel like you're telegraphing something <laughs> you know there was a comedy special called in inside about being about being trapped in for this whole quarantine period did you did you catch that you know i did um i liked it a lot you know i i wouldn't have called myself a big bo burnham fan uh, beforehand, like I don't, I didn't know any of his act really, uh, but I thought the whole thing was extremely impressive. In fact, like I don't know how many times I laughed when I was watching it. I just thought it was uh, extremely well done, and at times, you know, poignant and really sad. Um, you know, which I guess kind of fits uh, the, you know, the subject matter. What do you think of it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Same thing. Uh, you know, he's sort of known for the. His musical comedy or whatever it reminds me a little bit of, you know, there's that, uh, is he British or is he Australian? That guy, Tim Minchin, and he does similar, uh, you know, kind of like comedic songs. And I, yeah, he plays the piano. And I remember him saying at one point that he's not that, he's not that funny. Um, and he's not that good at music, but he's very funny for a musician and he's like very good at music for a comedian. Nice. So it's like, uh, you find that little niche. And Bo Burnham, I think, always used to be that way too, but he's really like he he uh, he got in the he got in the studio and went to work. Like he, he's really uh, now he's like quite. I feel like he's quite accomplished at both things. Like he's no longer 
you know, a, a jack of all trades or whatever. Like he's becoming a, a master of something, whatever this weird thing that he does, he's uh, become a master of it, uh, doing all the production himself and in his little home studio or whatever. The, uh, the lyricism in his songs are, is like really impressive. Um, the songs themselves are like catchy and, and it's fun to sing along. Um, like this is the first, you know, whatever comedy album I've been listening to in the car, like as music, like, have you, have you, have you listened to it deliberately in that way? I, a little bit, you know, just like, um, I'll just like have it on if I, am doing, doing stuff, doing some, uh, stuff on the, the old computer or whatever. I've had some of it on the background. Yeah. You get, you can get hooked on it. I, I saw, you know, you know, on YouTube, there's those, um, people make these like 10 hour mixes and it's like one song, Yeah, but there'll be like 10 hour version. And I think the YouTube algorithm like accidentally picked up one of those and <laughs> I was listening to it and I just thought it was <laughs> one of the songs from the album. And the next thing I knew, I was like, I was like, has this, is this, have I been listening to the same song? Like, did I accidentally put this on loop? And so I clicked over to the little YouTube tab and it was like some 10 hour remix of, uh, uh, I can't remember which which one of the songs, but it looped it 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 it, uh, it hypnotically looped. I was unaware of it, so it does work as a kind of background music. He's got a great voice as well, which isn't something I knew about him at all. Like he's got great control of his voice. Um, the the tone of his voice sounds a lot like James Taylor. If you like James Taylor at all, yeah, a little bit of that singer songwriter vibe. Well, yeah, I definitely hear that. Well, and he's um, well, I know I just said the word tenor, but I think he's a tenor, like uh, like Taylor. Like they've got that nice ribbony nasal, you know, nasal, but not in a bad way. It's 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 ribbony. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, and uh, and this is this is totally random, but I heard that um, I heard that he started to get into fantasy football. Oh yeah, no, no, that's that's real. Well, I mean. Dev, you know, you know he's on the show today, right? I mean, I yeah, I know, but I, 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 you told me that he was coming on the show. I did not really believe that that was probably happening. Uh, obviously, he's a uh, really successful, and um, uh, and also I, when you told me that he was getting into fantasy football, I didn't think that was probably possible. So I thought it was like a joke. But anyway, then I came came over to the uh, studio to do the show, and then oh, you Dev, said he was actually going to be here. You know what? I, here. Why am I going to waste breath here? Uh, Bo, Bo, hey, you want you want to come out early and talk about fantasy fantasy football? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bo Burnham. Uh, Bo, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I you're our first musical guest. That's that's a cool one. First, first one. You've never had a musical guest. I mean, uh, Dev, have we? I <laughs> I don't want to disrespect anybody, but I don't think we have, have we? No, I don't think we have had a musical guest. I mean, we have a in 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 house band, obviously. So that kind of does it. Yeah, it does it. That's that's it. Um, so uh, uh, Bo, Dev, and I were just talking about how you're like a, a not so secret fantasy guy. I guess the secret's out. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I'm not, uh, I was never the most sporty uh, or fantasy sporty. I think people know that about me, but something about being trapped inside for 18 months is like really sort of. Uh, I tried to 
broadened my horizons, and mm. I, yeah, I just got hooked on it. I, you know, have you heard of this guy, the uh, the counselor, fantasy <laughs> football counselor? He's yeah, no, he's he's well regarded uh, for his statistical analysis. With he's got some interesting ideas. He's got some. <laughs> so I just yeah, I fell down the. You know, I got uh, fantasy football pilled uh, last <laughs> fall, and uh, yeah, I, I love it now. Uh, Meatloaf apparently is. Yeah, I found out that he's into it. So there's a bunch of us uh, music <laughs> musical types. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. But. It's like you said, man. What else? What else is there to do? And and you know, thank God, uh, uh, quarantine didn't take the NFL from us. We had a full season. So no, you picked a you picked a fun season to join. Um, how has it impacted your day to day life now that you're a, a fantasy guy? Uh, not too, you know, not too different. I've got. Uh, I have my alerts set up, you know, for NBC Sports Edge Plus and, uh, you know, the usual. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think one thing I was not ready for really was the, the off season because during the season, you know, we'd, you'd watch the games and then you get all the, the instant reactions and it all made sense. But during the off season, like literally there's no news and nothing has happened. And yet, fantasy football Twitter is on fire, like just takes <laughs> flying based on absolutely nothing, like no, no news, no new information. The takes are popping off. Um, but hold on, uh, Dev, isn't that, you know, weren't you just telling me that exact same thing the other day? Yeah, that is, uh, I, I have the same opinion on the, the hot take off season. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. Uh, uh, so, Bo, uh, wait a minute, Bo. You sound like somebody. You sound like somebody very familiar. Has anyone ever told you this? Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. I don't really get that very much. Uh, I have a. I have a vocal doppelganger. Yes, yes, and it will surprise you, or maybe it won't, to know that it's none other than the Solis Report's very own Greg Olson. Oh, is that that uh, is that that guy who has a podcast on on Blue Wire Pods? He was a I don't know. Yeah. He's a little before my my time. I, as I said, I I only really got into football in the last year, but I am familiar with uh, with that name. I'm telling you, here it's like hearing Greg Olson's voice come out of your mouth, Bo Burnham. This is unbelievable. That's uh, interesting. I'll yeah. have to I'll have to see if he can if, if he wants to join. Uh, the dynasty league with me and meatloaf that were that were in it's only a two-person league right now it's a little my team is stacked but it's weird you know um okay i keep posting about my team and then people are like what is this a two-person league and then i'm, I, I'm just like yeah uh, it's kind of weird I don't, I don't really get what they're talking about um so I understand you've got a song for us tonight. I do. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It's in the special. It's in my my special inside uh, that I released on uh, Netflix. I you you probably have seen it. I think you mentioned in your email that you had seen it. Um, and you know, before it was a song about the uh, you know decline and uh, uh, degradation of a, a decadent society. It was it was actually. It was actually about these fantasy football hot takes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I pushed for it, but uh, it's too it was niche. a little too niche. Yeah, yeah, even for me, they said, 
They said, nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. And I said, that's that's the case for the entire uh, fucking special. So what <laughs> is the big deal? But they said, you know, people do not know who who Weedy Carter 69 is. And I said, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, uh, knowing our audience, I think, uh, if you're willing to, uh, would you play the original version for us here tonight? Folks, would you like that? Yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be happy to. I, I thought this was, uh, you know, this recording was probably going to fall into the dustbin of history. So I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to, to, uh, you know, have, have it find its, its people. Hopefully. Well, whenever you're ready. Twelve team best ball expert leagues. With six guys all named Pat Scott Fishbowl Mock Draft Fatigue The Robust RB Strat Roto Grinders Roto Wire NBC Sports Edge Lawrence stands to benefit from Minshew's tutelage There it is again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling. There it is again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling. Saquon, Gio, Najee Harris, AJ Dillon's quads. Save now on a roto pass, one and a half speed pods. Greg Roman feels emboldened this year, feel it in my bones. Our Sega Whiteside, Gandy Golden, Smashuster, Peoples Jones. Drafting Justin Jefferson ahead of ADP. Love your wide receivers, but your running backs are weak. JJ, Zach, a recent Janice season, Keelan Cole. Traded for firsts for Amari, won the Twitter poll. There it is again, that funny feeling. That funny feeling There it is Again That funny feeling That funny feeling Reading Lord Reeb's worksheet Shailene Woodley's new romance Is mostly hosting Jeopardy He's back for one last dance Randomizer underdog The promo code is Pete I read 50 blogs a day But I will never fleet Jalen Waddle's turning heads But no one's wearing pads I only listen to the Solis Report for the ads Never log off, never owned 
My wife left is a myth No Arby's in the dead zone But a defense in the sixth There it is again That funny feeling That funny feeling There it is again That funny feeling that funny feeling Hey, what can you say? We were overdue But it'll be over soon You wait Hey, what can you say? We were overdue But it'll be over soon Just wait Hey, what can you say? We were overdue But it'll be over soon You wait Ba-da-da, ba-da-da, ba-da-da-da-da-da Hey, what can you say? We were overdue But it'll be over soon You wait Ba-da-da, ba-da-da, ba-da-na-na-na-na-na Hey, what can you say? We were overdue, but it'll be over soon. You wait, banana, 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 banana. Uh, big thanks to Bo Burnham for spending some time with us in the studio. Uh, uh, folks, we've got uh, everybody's favorite, some uh, NFL rulebook action going on. Uh, if you've been paying attention, you know that the NFL is taking COVID very seriously. And in order to incentivize players to get vaccinated, uh, they've introduced a whole new set of rules uh, that seem to benefit players who get vaxxed. And I don't know, if, if you're unvaxxed, uh, it just seems like it's not so fun. Uh, Dev, did you hear about this? I did, yeah. Some of them, uh, some of them are seem pretty straightforward. A, a lot of the same type of stuff as we saw last year. Some of them, uh, I don't know. They raised a few eyebrows. Uh, unexpected. Unexpected indeed. Well, uh, as usual, our insiders have given us a list of these changes. Um, what do you guys say? You want to review a few of these? Okay. Okay. Fine. Well, we won't do them all, but we'll we'll give you several. So, uh, Dev, you want to you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, so you know, some some of these no big surprise. The first the first one we have here it says um, if you're vaccinated, you do not have to wear a mask uh, at practice or elsewhere. Okay. Yeah, and uh, if you if you uh, if you're unvaccinated uh, indoors, you have to wear a mask at all times. Ooh, geez, that's uh that's cumbersome. That'll make you get vaccinated, right, guys? Woo! Take that mask off. Okay, these aren't uh, these aren't as funny as I thought, but uh, let's let's check out let's check out the next one. Okay, it looks like um, ooh, vaccinated Super Bowl winners will be invited to the White House for an evening and a dinner with the president. Wow, that's that's pretty fun. Uh, how about unvaxed? Yeah, right. Uh, unvaxed players are treated to an exhilarating evening of coffee enemas with Survivor host Jeff Probst. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, Jeff Probst. I, uh, yeah, you know, I'd like to meet him as well. It's not as good though, right? Like that's, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. That's, uh, okay. What's the next, what's the next one? 
Uh, let's see, vaccinated players. Uh, well, it says uh, vaccinated players will be allowed to release good albums. Uh, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. Does that mean like um, like music or something? Yeah, yeah. It says here. It says here. Uh, unvaccinated players required to release really bad albums. <laughs> seems seems like a targeted rule, but um, fair, fair. It says here that uh, uh, vaccinated players can socialize with other vaccinated players uh, with no regard for social distancing. That's that's nice. A little bit of normalcy there. Um, but unvaccinated players have to share a two-man straitjacket with Cole Beasley at all times? <laughs> that, that's, that's, not a, that's not nearly as good. That's not good. I think I would I would prefer I would get the jab for that one. I, I uh, at all times. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like my tolerance for being in the two man straitjacket with Cole Beasley. Uh, let's see. Vaccinated players can bring vaccinated family members to practice in games. Well, that's good. That's a nice uh, a nice perk for those for those players. Uh, the unvaccinated players, it says can bring up to four life-size cardboard cutouts of family and friends. Four? That's generous, though. Four? That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's... Hmm. Hmm. Okay, uh, uh, says here that uh, uh, vaccinated players uh, will wear a red bracelet to indicate that they've received the vaccine. All right. Well, um, what about the unvaccinated? Okay. It looks like unvaccinated players have to wear one of those I'm with stupid t-shirts, but the arrow's pointing up. <laughs> I love those shirts. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, oh, while, uh, while traveling, uh, vaccinated players get free access to streaming services, including Netflix, uh, HBO Max, Disney Plus, and Apple TV. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's everything. A lot of options there. Mm. Uh, unvaccinated players... They will be forced to watch Kibi and Kibi only. Kibi, I think. Kibi. I think it's. I think it's Kibi. It, well, it's like quick. It's like quick bits. But yeah, quick no, that. Bites. That's quick bites. Either way, just uh, no. That's. Yeah, that's that's your incentive right there. Um, Kibi only, and they have to listen to all their music on a Zoom. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, okay, unvaccinated players, excuse me, vaccinated players, uh, get a complimentary shot of LeBron's new, uh, uh Lobos brand tequila. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, he's always promoting that one. Uh, um, looks like unvaccinated players get a complimentary shot of Jeff Probst's new tequila, Probos, <laughs> which is apparently very good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Probos. Delicious. Robos. <laughs> yeah. Proud, proud yeah. Underrated, underrated mezcal line. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, last last one, folks. Um, it says here that uh, uh, non-vaccinated players, uh, they can only be transported in team-approved vans with medical professionals inside. Wow. Got to keep everybody safe. Uh, uh, but vaccinated players, Wow. Uh, apparently, it says here uh, they own every classic car, including triples of the Barracuda, uh, the Roadrunner, and the Nova. Triples is best. Triples <laughs> is safest. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I just want to take a second to thank you for tuning in to today's show. My name is Colin Kelly, co-host of the Road of His Overtime podcast, along with the great Sean Siegel. We do appreciate each and every listener, and as a thank you to each of you, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a Road of His NFL pass. We're heading at full speed towards the season. Make sure you're ready. Get yourself access to all the content and tools up on the Road of His website. All you have to do is add the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout to get yourself that 10% discount. Now let's go and dominate those fantasy leagues in 2021 Uh, ladies and gentlemen tonight's guest is a professor at the university of rochester in new york she's also an analyst at nbc sports edge i know her best from her rotoviz days and she's worked everywhere else that matters in the fantasy space since Uh, please welcome dr renee miller Wow, okay, what a warm welcome. This is definitely a Rotoviz OG crowd. Uh, Dr. Miller, Renee, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're very excited to have you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you first ended up at Rotoviz? It's so long ago, it's a little blurry in my mind, but there was a a moment that I realized that I've been doing research and decision-making and teaching classes about cognitive biases and playing fantasy sports and somehow just kind of, they all intersected, the Venn diagram lined up right. Um, And I said, wow, I'm in kind of a neat position to apply some of these concepts that I use in my research world to my fantasy sports life. Um, And so I really started to dig into those ideas and started sketching out what became my um, ebook that I published that year Um, and didn't really know. I mean, I'm not a great public person. I didn't have a big following on Twitter. I've like probably had a hundred Twitter followers um, and just didn't know really what to do. But there were people that I admired and and fantasy douche founder of Rotoviz is one of those. (laughs) So I just kind of reached out and said, I have these ideas. Would you, you know, take a look at my blog post? Someone says, you have to write a blog. So I, I like had a, a Google blog page. And, and he was receptive and said, yeah, I think this is something that we'd be interested in. And I, I kind of had a feeling because Rotoviz was a little, always a little bit doing things different than the mainstream. 
Um, and I thought that was definitely me. <laughs> uh, no one was really combining these psychology or cognitive principles to fantasy at the time. Um, so, yeah, it was just a kind of a lot of trepidation on my part, just asking someone to put their eyes on what I had worked on. And, um, yeah, then it worked out. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, I was a Road of His reader and subscriber back in 2013, and it was just kind of a novel way of looking at something I just didn't really take seriously before. Uh, the game was so much simpler then. Uh, what would you say the reaction was like after you dropped your first couple articles? So positive. Just so many people that I respected and admired were saying, wow, that's really um, like a light bulb going off. And, you know, I think if people can get an insight into their own behaviors, it really resonates. And almost everybody could see themselves making decisions based on things like recency bias or, you know, falling prey to endowment effect or fear of missing out or some of these things that now are pretty common, um, you know, in our in our interactions. We talk about these things a lot more now than we did then. Um, but being able to see yourself and maybe learning something about yourself really, I think, resonated with, with the readers back then. And still, hopefully. <laughs> Definitely. I no, think fear it, of missing out is, is one of the, it's mostly what I talk about these days. <laughs> this is like the one of the primary topics of conversation in both yeah, fantasy sports I, and uh, every, every other aspect of my life. Yeah, there's a lot to fear right now. I think I called it the fear of regret. I didn't have the clever FOMO acronym back then. <laughs> my wrote of his article said fear of regret, but same thing. Um, I just want to comment that you're such a professional. Uh, here you are saying, oh, I hope my articles, you know, helped you learn a bit about yourself and the way you make decisions. And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. But mostly I use your articles to try and take advantage of my opponents. <laughs> I'm not using this for good. No, no thank you. No, yeah. <laughs> Slightly more introspection than we're comfortable with on this show. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, uh, so you were at Rotoviz for, uh, I want to say, uh, two or three years. And uh, what came next for you after that? Oh, I did a couple things after that. I um, was hired by Rotowire to write about daily fantasy basketball. And also Fantasy Insiders, um, David Kitchen and um, a bunch of the uh, Roto-Grinders, OGs, um, now had a small site called Fantasy Insiders, and I wrote some stuff for them, um, came on their show a little bit. Uh, they were a big influence for me, and that was a really fun time. I actually met my current and boyfriend of the last five plus years through working on that uh, that site. Um, and then ESPN. Then I, I went to uh, ESPN to write daily fantasy articles for them for football and baseball. Um, and from there to the um, current role at Roto World, now NBC Sports Edge, and The Athletic. So I've had the sort of winding road. I've worked almost everywhere, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and you're you're really, it's kind of like a, a who's who of publications that you've landed at. And obviously I, I'm a little biased, but um, that's one heck of a resume. Uh, 
let me take it back just a little bit. Um, so when you were working with Roto Grinders and they're saying, oh, and Fantasy Insiders as well, they're saying, hey, Renee, uh, we know you for your football work. Um, are you able to make the jump to basketball? Uh, what was that like for you? Are you a basketball fan already or is this something you had to pick up? Actually, it was, um, I started when, when daily fantasy, when I started playing daily fantasy sports, it was, um, the end of 2010, beginning of 2011. And so football was winding down and basketball had been on some sort of like labor strike or there was some kind of strike that year. So they ended up starting their season late. And that's when I really learned about FanDuel and, um, draft street and some of the older, um, DFS sites and started playing basketball was my first sport. So I really learned about basketball through playing daily fantasy basketball. And it's probably still my favorite daily fantasy sport. Um, I love basketball. Uh, I'm, I'm also uh, a big basketball guy. I, you know, have done fantasy football for a long time, but, but Roto, like the, um, like nine cat basketball has always been my favorite. Um, fantasy sport to play and that that dfs is a little bit different um i feel like i have i i did start off with um basketball dfs too but i feel like that's one of those games where if you're not really really on top of the entire slate uh you just you're you know it's impossible to play especially with late injuries and late starts and stuff it's so um opportunity based that uh you would just play and you would see the same names. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was in those chat chat rooms in the early Roto Grinders days. And those those people who now are all like big names, I mean, they would just crush you. And it would be some and you'd be like, Who is some player you've never heard of? And they all have them in every lineup and they go off for like, you know, a guy you never heard of is and they score twenty points or whatever. So on the I I always uh despite the difficulty of NBA DFS for that reason, in terms of like the time commitment, I always like nine cat basketball because you didn't have to be as it wasn't as much of a grind as baseball, which just, there's so many games that just the shorter season, but you have more of that strategy um, element um, that you don't have in football. Yeah. My season, I, I, Usually do I think we've taken a couple of years off. I usually do a season long league with the Roto World gang, and um, I've done okay in it this year. My team just completely fell apart with injuries, and I I've lost interest. I haven't looked at it in a few weeks. <laughs> no, <laughs> terrible owners, but it just it just got <laughs> so horrible. I had the exact same thing. I've been complaining to the just yelling into the breeze on Twitter about um, literally every single player on my team either got covid or had like a season ending injury except josh richardson and, and oh, that is not when team. josh richardson is your only healthy player you're not doing so well yeah. i was down to josh richardson and duncan robinson for a while and i was like okay I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nowhere to go from here yeah that's exactly right i think i i think i watched the uh I think I watched the draft that you participated in on uh, NBC Sports Edge. Yeah, that's so not plus. I think that was right about John Collins. Yeah, exactly. You know those two <laughs> those two center leagues though. You got to be aggressive. You mm-hmm. got you know. Anyway, I had Anthony Davis, so I went in the same direction, and that worked out even worse. Yeah. <laughs> 
What can you say? I wasn't as into basketball before quarantine started. And then in quarantine, when basketball came back in the bubble, it was such a breath of fresh air. It, it was like this first ray of light. Oh, my God, there are athletes competing on TV right now. And it's not 3 a.m. Pacific time and I'm watching Korean baseball because that was the only option before that. And, <laughs> and prior to the bubble, I would watch some playoff basketball, right? Like I, I was not um, that into it. But the quality of the performances was so high, I started to realize, hey, maybe maybe I'm a basketball guy. So uh, I did get into NBA DFS for the first time. I am in my first nine-cat league now. Um, mm-hmm. Have you observed... Uh, just as a content creator and a competitor in those games, like has there been a big influx of new basketball fans? That's a good question. I don't know. The bubble was so fantastic. That was just amazing. And I think a lot of it had to do with the scheduling and they didn't, you know, stack 11 games in a night. Like it was, you could appreciate each and every one, maybe not all of them, but um, the scheduling was so great. And I really, I wish you know, and that's what that's what they do in the playoffs. You know, that's why a lot of people say, oh, I can only watch it in the playoffs because, yeah, there's, you know, there's 10 games last night. Where do you even start? Um, so, yeah, the bubble was great. I, I don't know. I don't have a good way to track participation or fandom or anything like that. Um, I don't I don't check reads on my articles or likes or anything like that. I have you, no idea. You don't No. That's the healthiest thing I've ever heard on this show or anywhere else. <laughs> I, I I will tell you, when I send something out into the void, the first thing I do is just stare at it until some light comes in. And if <laughs> no light comes in, I just stare at it until I die. And that, like, that's... <laughs> That's, that's All right. Well, plan. I mean, I, I do that on Twitter. I have a really good Twitter record with, um, you know, I, I like I can count on one hand the number of tweets I've composed that have zero likes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that, actually. <laughs> Me too. But that's because I have multiple alt accounts and burners that uh, I that I self tape. It's a good. Don't tell anyone. It's a good strategy. But no, I, one time, um, the athletics sent us our, our records for like, look at how good our articles are doing in the playoffs and fantasy leagues are over. And I saw that there was like 55,000 people had read my article and I was like, (gasps) like, I don't want to know that. (laughs) That's amazing. I don't need to know that. Does it, what, does it create pressure for you or does it make you self-conscious in a way? That's interesting. A little bit. Yeah. I tried to write for myself. Um, like like my daily fantasy articles for, for NBC are advice articles. Like these are the players I think are going to do well. And like, I come up with that because I'm going to play the slate that night. And those are the players that I think I'm going to use. And here are the reasons I've come up with to my justify this decision to myself. Mm -hmm. So I just share it with people. I mean, cause like I'm a professor, I'm a teacher and that's what I do. But the composition is really for me. Um, so then, you know, it doesn't matter to me if five people read it or 5,000 or 50,000, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make the playoffs this year, uh, but you did. And uh, you made the playoffs by eliminating me from contention. <laughs> and almost immediately after doing so, I had a, a, a little alert and you were in my inbox talking shit. <laughs> 
And, you know, we, we got, some, you know, Pete Overzet's in this league. Matt Friedman is in this league. Uh, uh, Devin's in this. A ton of Rotoviz OGs. And, and mostly, mostly it's like the only shit talking email I got all year came from Dr. Renee Miller. You're joking. <laughs> well, um, I think it was, I think it was, um, not so much shit talking is just thanking you <laughs> for making the, the worst trade in the history of the Rotoviz Dynasty League. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! That was good spirited. I respect that. No, I, I it it put the biggest smile on my face. I'm I'm certainly not going to lie. Uh, who who are your? Oh, sorry. Oh, you could feel free to to list off my record in the Rotoviz Dynasty League because I think that was the first time I've ever made the playoffs. <laughs> Definitely a first time for everything. Um, I do hope one of us can beat Sean someday, though. Really. I don't think so. It, it's it's a problem. It, yeah, it's a real problem. Devin, you looked good your first year. Like you were you were in the running, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I did well. The and and uh, I went a little bit too too all in. I think in the in the draft trading way picks and stuff like that. I well, I I um I I I packaged a big bundle to get to get Stefan Diggs, which was smart. Um, but then made some other moves, uh, trades with Sean mostly that, uh, maybe we're a little less smart, you know, you know how that goes. You you can't, you can't win a trade with Sean Siegel. You just can't. And, And if you feel like you're winning, which you often do, that's when you need to pause and think, what's this guy up to? What is it? I mean, Renee, what would you say is the psychological profile of a stone cold killer like Sean Siegel. I mean, that he's just a dangerous individual, isn't he? I, I He is. I mean, I would say something that's not very nice, but he's also the nicest human being. Like <laughs> he's also incredibly smart and well-rounded and thoughtful and he does make you feel like you're winning the trades. Um he got digs from me. <sighs> His niceness is really it's the only thing keeping me from calling the FBI like immediately. <laughs> like I've seen I've seen too many episodes of Criminal Minds describing yeah. people exactly like him in every way, except his complete niceness and, uh, right. yeah, being one of the kindest uh, <laughs> individuals. Yeah. Renee, what are your uh, real-life sports allegiances? Oh, I, I gave up on them um, a long time ago. When I got into fantasy, I sort of became neutral. Wow. I have... You know, I have like my seasonal favorites, like, oh, I think I'm going to root for this team this year. Um, I have players that I kind of always root for regardless of where they are, but I stay pretty neutral. I'm in uh, Rochester, New York, so my whole family is big Bills fans. So it's been really fun um, having a couple good Bills seasons lately. Um, thank you, Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's, you know, I, if I had to declare an allegiance, it would be that one, but um no, I try to stay pretty pretty neutral and fantasy focused. <laughs> Is there any uh, resentment from the family about you not wearing the the red, white, and blue? Or yeah, my son somehow declared himself a Patriots fan, so they really don't like him, which is awkward because grandparents, grandson. You know, we have all these family watching football games together, and um, he's truly not that into to football. I think he just tried to be a little rebellious and you know, got into all this Tom Brady stuff. And that's too funny. When you have a football mom 
your rebellion uh, looks like that. (laughs) 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 Didn't hurt me. No, 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 certainly not. Um, You know, let's talk briefly about, um, okay, everybody knows it is Roto World, but it's NBC Sports Edge and NBC Sports Edge Plus. Rolls right off the tongue. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it's a logo. I will say, I, I like the new logo with the peacock. And I mean, I think it, it looks good. It does not roll off the tongue. Um, it, but it, I think it represents the product better, you know, because they are doing a lot. And I mean, my whole role there is daily fantasy sports. They're doing a lot more betting stuff, betting content now. Um, so I think they are trying to you know, cater to a broader audience than rotisserie leagues, the the classic where they started. So I get the name change. It just doesn't quite, you know, my brain and my tongue haven't gotten together on it yet. I think there's some resentment too for, for us old school people, because we, you know, we are the fantasy people and we see the DFS stuff and the betting stuff. And it's a little bit encroaching on, you know, our our thing but that's you know that's kind of the direction that is taken sports gambling coming getting legalized more and more places um especially online and and all the opportunities that adds and and we're seeing the crossover you know the fantasy world and the gambling world really starting to overlap more and more so it makes sense to synchronize those those uh those brands um you know, a lot of people uh, have a ton of fun doing daily fantasy sports, uh, but occasionally you'll see that tweet out there and someone says, gosh, I think I need to take a break from this. I'm getting burnt out. Uh, how, like, what would you say to someone who thought maybe it's time to step away? How could you recognize something like that? Oh, I mean, I think if, if somebody is having that thought, then it's probably time. Um, sometimes other people can recognize those um, issues in in friends or family members before the person recognizes it in themselves. But um, I, I think the first sign that there might be a problem is that it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, fantasy sports should be fun, and it's a fine way to make money, but first and foremost, it should always be fun. And... Uh, when the research stops being fun, when the game selection stops being fun, when the sweat stops being fun, um, or, and or you're playing with money that you can't afford to lose, those are the signs that it's you know, not something you should be doing, I think. Renee, earlier you mentioned uh, uh, you've been in your relationship for uh, about five plus years now, and... Um, you know, folks in the DFS space might know your partner as Napster Man. Uh, I can tell you, you know, my partner, uh, she is generally not interested in in fantasy sports or daily fantasy sports. Uh, uh, Dev and I assume your wife, same story, right? Yeah, she's she doesn't follow that stuff. But but you are in a unique position, at least among the three of us, where you guys are are a team. How is that? Uh, having the person you're in a relationship with share this interest with you? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, It's definitely what brought us together. We wouldn't have met each other otherwise, uh, living on opposite coasts. Um, 
And it's, it's awesome. We kind of do our own research and then we break and walk the dog and kind of run ideas by each other and then go back and finish our research and stuff. So it's not, we're not a team necessarily in terms of like building lineups together, but um, it's great to have somebody else to bounce ideas off. We're, we have very separate Top Shot accounts, um, but we're both very into Top Shot. So we run Top Shot strategies by, by each other and stuff. And, you know, do you think this is a good idea? Is this a good buy? And um, yeah, those are all very good disclaimers for when you eventually win the Millie Maker. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I've been around long enough that no one raises an eyebrow when that happens. There you go. <laughs> but uh, Renee, I think it'd be wonderful if you would grace uh, the Solis Report and uh, our, our listeners at home and our audience here in studio with a little bit of soapbox science, if you have time. <laughs> I can always get on a soapbox for science. Um, and and I think it's a really good time, too, because science is um, becoming a political issue in our country, and uh, it sort of breaks my heart. It's one of the saddest things to see um, science become politicized. And I just want to um, remind everybody that the people out there are doing science and doing research are you know, in pursuit of the truth and the greater good and generally try to do whatever it takes to reach conclusions they can believe in. And science is never black or white. It is um, all gray area. Um, all gray matter, spoken like a true neuroscientist. <laughs> I missed out on that one. Thank you. That won't let you miss him. So um, that's just... My little soapbox pitch to please use science responsibly, seek the middle ground when possible, seek the reasonable ground when possible, and um, try to give scientists the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> well, Renee, uh, I know you're a longtime listener of the show, and anyone who listens to the show knows that uh, every episode ends the same way. Uh, our guest has to uh, take the stage, uh, be brave, and tell this beautiful audience uh, at least one joke, although uh, your manager uh, uh, called to inform us that uh, you actually may have two jokes today. Is that right? It might be. We'll see how, how people like the first one. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, without any uh, uh, further delays, uh, guys, uh, uh, Renee, the floor is yours. Okay. Tell me, guys, why did the Scarecrow get an award? Why? He was outstanding in his field. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, very nice. Okay. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up on its own? Why? I don't know. Because it was too tired. Oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Folks, we'd like to thank Dr. Renee Miller for coming on the show. We'd like to thank Bo Burnham for swinging by and gracing us with a song. And thank you the most for waiting so long between shows and coming back and uh, giving us all that love and support. Uh, please feel free to say hi on Twitter, at Solis Report, at DevonMCI, and we will see you next time. Probably next year.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.